I am Liz Wright. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. The only thing that matters now is living by the power of this wonderful new creation life. We're going to become an undefeatable force of radiating glory, and we are rising up strong now in this hour. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Live Your Best Life with Mila's Right. And I am so excited about my conversation today with my very special guest, who has been a pastor at the uh, Bethel Supernatural School of Ministry for 14 years. She's a very experienced um, woman in ministry and a very deep friend of Jesus, whose life, as you're about to hear, is literally a message of hope of what Jesus can do for any of us, no matter what you're walking through in your life, no matter what your backstory, her life is just stunning in terms of what she's survived and what Jesus has done and how he's transformed her life. And just then we'll pray at the end for you all. So be expectant of your miracles today, today, because I know because of the deep relationship that she has with Jesus and all that she's experienced of him down the years, she moves in miracles and such massive compassion, huge mama heart of love. So it is my absolute joy and pleasure. And I'm so excited to welcome into today's conversation with me, Barbara Kay. Barbara, Welcome. Oh, Liz, it's such an honor to be with you. I have to tell you, like your voice, you, I know in your show you talk about radiating light and glory, but the sound of your voice emits a frequency in the atmosphere that is so powerful and such a blessing. It's so beautiful. And I feel so much courage and humility in everything that you share on your show. And I just have been transformed by the things that I've gotten to listen to. Just the peace in your voice changes people's lives. So I'm super oh. honored to be here with you. Oh, oh my goodness. Thank you. That really blesses my heart. Well, it's all we want, isn't it? Just to that there would be something caught of his heart within what's expressed in our life, whether it's our voice or a smile or, you know, it can be as simple as a smile, can't it? But if if the, if you're connected to the Lord's heart, the one in front of you is about to experience Jesus, you know, so, so thank you. Okay, Barbara, I want to dive in. Can I ask you, I know when I've heard some of your story, there's just been certain things that Jesus has done in your life that have just wrecked me like can we begin with the beginning of your story where you were two years old and you were sold to yes. a family in yes. the bay area right in california i mean just okay let's start there it's wild you know um i was actually sold in a bar by my biological mother and you know i've since learned she is a beautiful woman, but going through so much pain, did not know the Lord and just didn't know what to do. And so she thought the best thing she could do is to give me to her boyfriend's boss who thought, well, we need money. So uh, <laughs> the father who adopted me, actually, his name was Mickey. And he said, you know, I was so drunk. I didn't know if you were a boy or a girl. And um, they wow. took me home 
And I had two old, they already had two daughters, biological daughters. He actually thought I was a boy. So he wanted a boy (laughs) to go fishing with him. So my story growing up was very um, challenging. You know, they were both of the parents who took me were alcoholics. They had two daughters that were you know, the youngest was 13 and now they had a two-year-old daughter or a two-year-old little girl to take care of. So I had to go everywhere with my sisters. So my story was very much like a Cinderella story, honestly. And, Mm -hmm. but the thing that is so amazing is that as a child, I would lay in bed and I would hear the fighting and the chaos and I would hear something that would say, this is not your blood. This is not who you are. And I wasn't even in school yet. And I look back on that and I think, what kind of child talks like that? This is not your blood. This is not who you are. And I would feel so comforted and so safe and so protected by the Lord. And, you know, I just did not know how to process anything except that Children are wired for love. And I just really wanted to be loved. So I was a straight A student. I was the star of every play. I was just the overachiever, the classical child of an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it just, um, it really um, just became more and more challenging. And so I actually got emancipated when I was 16 years old. And I left home and, um, you know, I actually, (laughs) it's really, it's, it's wild, but even in that the Lord was with me and protecting me. I was 16 and I got a job at IBM in Silicon Valley, making $350 a week salary as a young girl, like (laughs) Oh my goodness. Did you know, did you know Jesus at this point? Obviously you'd heard the voice of father. You'd heard him in your heart as a little one. And and obviously he had his hand on you, but did you know him in relationship yet? No. I went to Catholic school and, you know, it was rigid and I love Catholics so much, but at that time, the school that I was in, it was just, you know, read this little book. I didn't know the story of the gospel at all. I didn't get saved until I was 20 years old. You know, at 16, I was working. I was making really good money. And my biggest goal in life was to have a great family. I just Mm -hmm. wanted to have a great family. So at 18 years old, I um, met a guy who was in the military, never drank, never did drugs. And I thought this is the perfect husband. And so, you know, we got married. And when I was pregnant with my first daughter, I was five months pregnant. And that was when Jesus visited me the first time. And it was, I was in bed and it was a dream, but it was so vivid. And he showed me my life and what it would look like with him And what my life was going to be like without him, because my friends would say to me, Barbara, you're having a baby. Are you ready? And I was like, 
I don't know. You know, it's a natural thing. It's just going to happen. And they were like, no, you have to prepare. And I had no clue. My friends would say to me, I was raised by wolves. And, um, you know, now I have to say, though, my whole family that adopted me, they're all saved. They loved Jesus. It is amazing. Um, Goodness. And what happened after you had the dream? So what happened is the Lord, I, I was so shaken in this dream. I woke up and I said to my husband, we have to know God. And he said, I don't know God. And I said, no, we have to know God. And he said, the neighbors go to church. And I said, so I ran over there. It was a Saturday morning and I banged on their door and I said, I have to know God. And they said, well, we're going to church tomorrow. You can go with us. And they went to a little Nazarene church in Cupertino and I went with them and it was beautiful. I mean, it was just learning the Bible. But the first day that I went, I was really nervous. You know, I was so excited to meet Jesus that I had met in my dream. And he was so amazing and beautiful. And so I was standing outside and I said, I'll be right in. And here I am five months pregnant and I'm smoking a cigarette. And I'm like, I need to have a smoke before I go in there. And the pastor came out to meet me and he goes, I heard you were here. I wanted to welcome you. He said, I don't know if you should be smoking, though, with a child. And I said, listen, the God that I met is so powerful and so wonderful. If he doesn't want me smoking, he'll stop me, I'm sure. But for now, I'll I'll be right in. I need to finish this cigarette. (laughs) I just I didn't know anything about church. I just had no clue at all. But it was a beautiful time just learning the word. I mean, Mm -hmm. in the Nazarene Mm -hmm. church, they Mm -hmm. read the word. And so all I did was read the Bible cover to cover. And, um, and then I, like the spirit came alive in me and I started to just see things that had been there that God had given me my whole life, but it really scared them. And they said, yeah, who told you that? You know, I, they would ask me to sit down at a table and I would say, I'm not sitting with that guy. Like he's really weird. And they would say, what? And I'd say, yeah, like he's doing really bad things to his family. And they'd pull me outside and say, who told you this? And I'd say, oh, wow. So your spiritual senses just opened up and the gifts, like the prophetic just switched on. Right. But no grid for any of it. <laughs> like God's always talking to us, you know, that yeah. as a father, he's a great father, but yeah. I just had no understanding at all. And it was very scary for them. For me, I thought it was wonderful. And, you know, even reading the Bible cover to cover, I read, you know, about the curse in childbirth. And I was so scared because I never went to a doctor or anything. And then I got to the new covenant and how we're absolutely redeemed and God doesn't want to torture us. And so I just I had like the most supernatural childbirth with my first child no pain. I mean, it was just beautiful. I did. Wow. I did. You did what? Sorry. You did what? I did go to the hospital because I ended up 
meeting beautiful, you know, the church didn't know what to do with me. So they would say, just go pray. So I would go and pray with all the elderly women all day at church. That's all I did. They'd say, so they taught me so much intercessors. I just love intercession. And yeah, um, yeah, me too. Oh. yeah oh, it was so, so special. Oh my goodness. You had pain free childbirth. I've just like, <laughs> just stunned by what you just said so li- you were literally just taking the word of god literally literally, literally. because you met jesus in the dream and you've spiritually woken up and so it was just black and white i i totally get it because i came into the kingdom through physical visitation as well as you know and so i didn't know anything either in the church i thought everybody was having physical experiences with jesus all the time as normal christianity which it's what it's supposed to be right for all of us I 100% believe that but yeah no I know I I had some interesting experiences where people didn't know what to do with me either so I totally relate to it okay I just want to I want to ask you about where obviously so that was around when you were 20 did you say yes when you got born again okay and I know some another part of your story from I think you were around the same age when you fell into boiling oil and what happened will you just share that it's so powerful I will. I, so my daughter was born, my beautiful first daughter, and um, she was about a year old. And I went to work in a restaurant. I couldn't work at IBM anymore. Just, I was so focused on having a family. So I was working part-time in this restaurant and this was um, amazing. I, it was this beautiful, fine dining. We did table side service. And so I run into the restaurant one morning. And as I went in, they had this huge like vat of oil that they would turn on to do the prawns and everything. But somebody had left it on high. And so it boiled over. And as I ran by, I slipped and all the way up to my elbow, my arm went into this boiling oil. Oh, wow. And so I just screamed and the maitre d' heard me all the way from the back of the kitchen to the front door. Everybody came running. So they put me in this ice machine and rushed me to the hospital. And when I went into the emergency, the doctor said, wow, this is really all the way through, we're going to have to put you in the burn unit, have some skin grafting. And um, so I'm just going to wrap this and I'm going to need you to come back on Monday. So this was a Friday. I went home and I was in agonizing pain. It felt like somebody was holding my arm in a fireplace and the whole time. And now I have my beautiful one-year-old daughter and so I'm just in agonizing pain, but I didn't want to take any pain medication. I was so, I was nursing for one thing, and I just never wanted to take any kind of pain things because of my background growing up. Mm-hmm. I was terrified of that stuff. So I was just pushing through, praying, just, you know, asking God and Saturday, I made it through Saturday, just agonizing, just felt like I was in a fireplace the whole time. And then on Sunday, I was laying on the bed and I just got my daughter to sleep and I was just praying and Jesus just came right into the room and he sat next to me and he touched my arm and every ounce of pain went away. And I just 
and he communicated with me in such a beautiful way that everything was going to be okay. And I just literally fell asleep next to my daughter and I woke up and I had no pain. I still had my arm wrapped, but I was just so overjoyed to like feel normal again, honestly. And so I was just playing with her and I had to go back on Monday. And when I got to the doctor on Monday, he looks at the, he unwraps my arm and he looks at the doctor record and he's like, Oh, I'll be right back. And he runs out of the room and he comes back and he said, you know, emergency just always kind of can get really confusing. He's like, I don't know. I just am going to put some more um, cream on you. He's like, I need to find the record. This doesn't match. And he couldn't see what he was seeing on the pictures they took on Friday at the emergency room on the arm that he unwrapped because the Lord had healed me. And he said, do you need more pain medication? And I said, I'm not taking any. And he's like, oh, well, okay, just come back on Wednesday. I'm really sorry about the mix up. And when I came back a couple of days later, he looked at my arm and he was like, wait a minute, what is going on? What are you doing? And I said, I'm not doing anything. I'm just praying. And and he's like, okay, well, let me just give you a clean bandage. Come back on Friday. He was really confused. And so when I went back on Friday, now I had skin by Friday. Like my skin was completely burned through. And um, I'm also left-handed and it happened to my left arm and I had full mobility back. And he just, he, on Friday, he was like, I've never seen anything like this. And I said, well, God really healed me. And he said, okay, well, this is great. Um, You don't have to go to the burn unit. You're released. And he was so stunned. He just sent me home. So the crazy thing about this though, is that I went to the restaurant right after I left the hospital and I wanted to get back to work. And so When I went to the office of the owner, he looked at me and he's like, what are you doing here? And I said, oh, I just want to work. And he's like, what, what do you want from me? And I'm like, God healed me. And the beautiful thing about this is that this man was a Muslim and um, he was not saved at all. And he said, this is crazy, you know, and I showed him my arm. And I said, I just want to work. He's like, you don't want anything from me. He thought I was going to sue him for what happened. And I didn't even, that never even crossed my mind, honestly. And um, so he said, oh yes, you can work. And then as I got up to leave his office and I touched the doorknob, I felt the spirit of God say, you need to pray for him. So I said, wait a minute, I do want something. I said, you know, I was thinking this is such a crazy thing that God did in my life. And we need to talk about this with other people. And he just started weeping and he accepted the Lord. And um, it's amazing because he is now in his late 80s. He has been serving the Lord ever since. That was 
I don't even know how many years ago, 40 years ago. And just the things he's done all over the world are incredible. And uh, it's just, but the thing was a revival broke out in this restaurant because all of the employees saw what happened to me. And then they saw me exactly a week later, just back at the restaurant. And everybody was so touched by this, that the owner, I said, you know, I was thinking, could we bring people in on Saturdays when we're not open for lunch and just share about the Lord and feed them? And he said, sure. So we would bring people off the streets into this fine dining restaurant, white tablecloths, flaming, carving at their table and sharing the love of God with them. And it was so powerful. And so many people were touched and saved from this horrifying oh. bird, but right, right. That. golly, what a powerful, powerful testimony. Hey, oh my God. But when people are confronted with a miracle like that, I mean, what do people do? You know, the very fact that they saw you fall into the boiling oil and then they saw your arm and, and you heard what, um, what happened in between. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Well, that time has just flown by. I want to finish by just asking you, will you pray? Because I know that when you pray for people, miracles happen. <laughs> so can I ask you, will you just pray for people? Whatever you need right now, just be expectant, family. This is your moment for a miracle, whatever you need. Will you just pray and as we finish? I just want to say that nothing disqualifies you from right. what our father wants to do in your life absolutely nothing. The thing I didn't share is the chef in that restaurant was a backslidden Baptist minister's son who gave his life to the Lord also. And this man thought there was no hope for him. And there's nothing, nothing that will stop what God wants to do in our lives. I mean, absolutely nothing. You don't need to know every detail of scripture All you have to do is say, yes, daddy, he loves us so much. And I just feel like you don't need to know all the church rules. There is no disqualification in the kingdom. It's a simple yes, yes to him, yes to his heart. And even just the impossible things, you know, like having a burn. I don't even have a scar, I don't even have a scar. And I feel like God is removing scars today, scars from your physical body where you felt shame or scars from your past where you think, ah, there's no way. I mean, there's no way that I could be a pastor. It's actually 15 years now in the school of ministry. Um, There's no way that I could have done any of the things that God has blessed me with. But it's just the simple childlike yes, you know, unless we come as a child. So I just want to say right now that the absolute wild, wonderful God cannot be stopped in any of your lives. And I just bless you to receive all that he has for you. I mean, I am going to be 60 years old this year, and I just want to say that he's absolutely still chasing me wildly. And so don't 
ever think that, oh, maybe, I don't know, someday, you know, no, today is the day. Someday is today, right? Because his salvation is now. His miracles are for today. So, wow. <laughs> Amen. 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 We agree. We agree. There is absolutely, I have learned the same thing. There is no, no in Jesus' heart. There's yeah. no, no. And he desires to meet all of your needs, right? Out of his riches in glory. And so we do, we agree that today, whatever your need is, those scars in your heart that have come about because of trauma that you've experienced, that you would experience right now a fresh touch of the love of Jesus moving deeply in your heart. Oh, I feel the presence of Jesus. Wow. Wow. He's wow. 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 There is presences. Wow. Just receive that family, whatever it is that you have need of. Just bring that need right to him right now and begin to receive, you know, in Strong's Concordance, the definition for the word, the meaning of the word translated from Greek into English is mind. It actually means the organ that God created that enables us to receive the thoughts of God by faith. <laughs> so let your mind operate in its creative design right now, which is to just be in receive mode. Just begin to receive the thoughts and intentions of the heart of Jesus for you for that situation. What does redemption look like? What does he want to do in all those relationship issues and physical needs that you have need of uh, a healing in and financial breakthrough that you've been desperate for? Whatever it is, there's no situation that he has a no in his heart for. He wants to have his own testimony increase through your life and for your heart to be exhilarated and excited and trusting that increased capacity to trust and to grow in your heart today. So we agree, we agree. And that same revival that broke out in the restaurant would be what would happen in your life through the testimony that's going to happen today in your life. Those needs met gloriously, gloriously, physical visitations. We agree, we agree having 100% faith for that, 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 that this same Jesus loves you just as much and will visit you today and so oh my goodness Barbara thank you for sharing your precious just some a snapshot I realize of your precious amazing journey with Jesus and we so bless you and honor you and thank you for all you pour out to all the thousands of people that come through Bethel and have done over the years you're amazing so thank you for being with us thank you so much for what you do and releasing in the atmosphere it's so needed in this day. So oh, appreciate you, Liz. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Bless you, bless you. And, and bless you all. Have the most amazing week. We are praying for you. And I'm expectant of some more, more testimonies coming into the show after what Jesus does for you today and for the rest of this week. God bless. Look forward to being with you again next week. Bye.